0: Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 177. Hooray! Hooray. Woo! You know, your fake enthusiasm is getting worse <laughs> <laughs> the longer we do this. I've,
1: I feel like we've recorded 177 before. <laughs> I feel like we've recorded more
2: than 177 podcasts. We have, if you count, specials and Games of the Year. yes. Yeah. Sorts.
0: And Lost ones, yes. Failed recordings. Yes, yeah. So we are, of course, referencing the fact that last week you did not get a fresh brand new episode. We did record one. Paul and myself spoke a load of nonsense. It was very funny. It probably would have won us one of those podcast awards we get nominated for. But we didn't record it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, wait, hang on. I actually recorded part of it. Just the machine messed up and didn't record at all
2: can <laughs> figure um, if we still have that recording of that one episode where it was just me and Mike and my part of the call didn't record and so it was just Mike talking to himself and reacting to things <laughs> because that's that, probably my favourite episode that we never put up and I would <laughs> like to use that in some way at some point
0: we should maybe see if we've got it because yeah it <laughs> could be quite funny
2: oh I was always so tempted at the time just to go right well this is this week's podcast it's just Mike reacting <laughs> to nothing
1: uh, I'd have paid good money to hear that
0: <laughs> living proof that Mike is in fact fucking nuts
1: <laughs> this entire podcast just has uh, schizophrenic identity multiple personalities me and Paul are actually just soundboards Yeah.
0: are not yep. real people at all
2: <laughs> I was actually built on top of a Duke Nukem soundboard you were to go pay and, for shooting
0: up my car. <laughs> and you came here to um, chew bubblegum and talk about video games, and we're all out of bubble gum. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, that's a delightful life quote.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should talk about some video games. What do you think? Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I guess so.
0: Cool. Uh, we've got a, a couple of things to talk about. Um, so, Paul, you. Did the impossible? We referenced this in the podcast that never was, so yes. um, we will do it again. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, the zombie apocalypse isn't happening. Um, it might still,
1: yet,
2: yeah. uh, uh, mm-hmm. given current political events, it'll be the end of the world.
0: Yeah, but I think um, you know, you know, all of the signs that the end of the world is coming. You know, an idiot will come into power in the Americas and all of this kind of stuff. One of the other ones is paul will eventually succumb and support nintendo
1: it mm-hmm. happened guys it happened i bought a nintendo switch
0: you were drunk weren't you
1: no i was sober i ordered one online they then emailed me and told me it was out of stock it gave me a refund i walked into a shop and bought another one on purpose
2: <laughs> okay I think the surprising uh-huh. thing about it and the crazy, shocking thing about it isn't necessarily that you bought one, because you've bought all of the Nintendo handhelds.
1: Yes. That's yeah. true, yeah. This the is...
2: crazy bit is that you bought one
1: before a Pokemon game has even been announced for it. Yes! <laughs> before a Pokemon game's even been announced. And technically, this is my first Nintendo home console, because it is a home console as well as a handheld. That's true, yeah. Um. And you know what? I'm singing the praises of Nintendo. I'm telling everyone I talk to that this is a wonderful piece of hardware. It's great. It's fantastic. The portability is great. You stick it in the dock. It pops up on your TV. You get the Joy-Cons and away you go. And you're playing on the TV. Slip them at the side of the machine away. You're lying in bed playing the same game. It's, it's a wonderful piece of hardware. And kudos to them. They They have really... They knew exactly what they wanted to do with it, and they've nailed it.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's, it, the hardware impressed me when I got it way more than I thought it was going to. I can't afford yeah. it because I I'd have too much money and want to buy shiny new things.
1: But... It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even that case for me. It was like, I'd touched... Like, I'd clicked with yours a little bit when we were having a board game day, and I was like, ah, it's okay, it's not... And, and then... <laughs> I kind of sat and thought about it and I went, hang on a minute. The entire console's that size. I go away for a month at a time to visit the fiancé, and I can't play games unless I cart my big heavy laptop with me, which I don't really like doing because it's horrible. You need to pull it out of the airport and everything. This thing's tiny. A little game case. Pull the game case out of your bag, set it in the tray. I have my whole console with me in
3: a
2: tablet yeah it is basically the size of a small tablet like without the joy cons attached it's a bit smaller than the nexus 7 that i have which is a tablet yeah it's just, it's
1: it's kind of like with the joy cons attached it's a little bit skinnier than your nexus 7 turned on its side
2: um i don't know it might be a little bit thicker it's kind of thick for a tablet but not massively thick but just because it has fans in it
1: yeah well true it's just it's the fact that they've been able to put seven twenty p gaming in portable mode, and then you dock it and it goes up to ten eighty p and run stuff at sixty frames per second, yeah. thirty frames in portable. It's just a really, really good quality bit of hardware.
2: For me, the bit of the hardware that impressed me the most has actually just been the screen, because the screen's
1: wonderful. Yeah, and
2: that is shocking to me because. I've been mean, pretty vocal about not liking the screens on any of Nintendo's hardware. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I think the 3DS screens are both terrible. And they put two screens in there. And one of them is worse than the other. But even the better one is bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the screen the, on this thing's amazing. The screen on the gamepad for the Wii U is one of the worst screens I've ever seen. And then the screen on this is great. It is super saturated. It's got tons of colors. Stuff like that looks real nice. It looks real sharp. So. It's kind of that right size where, even though it's only seven twenty at its highest resolution, it's games look really sharp on it. Yes, like they do. They it's, look... it's just small enough that you don't really notice that much lost detail from going seven twenty. You don't 1080p. really notice.
1: You don't really notice that it's seven twenty.
2: Yeah. You don't at all. Yeah, like it's and it is the highest kind of resolution handheld we have. Like it's way above the Vita and the three
1: DS. Yeah, and Mike posed the question to me last week and I couldn't really answer it and I, I'm going to this week. He asked me if I preferred this or the original Vita OLED screen. I think I prefer this. Um, They're pretty close for me.
2: Um, this one, I was actually kind of surprised because, yes, I, I fucking love the original Vita OLED screen. It's got those crazy oversaturated colours which... You know, yep. not everyone loves, but I, I fucking love oversaturated colors and things. Like, I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Um, yeah. But this manages to do uh, that without OLED. It's not quite as vibrant as that, but it's really close. Like, way closer than I would have expected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then the higher resolution and uh, bigger size definitely helps it kind of edge out a little bit for me
1: there. Yeah. No, definitely. And I just, for. I, I I will now take this back 100%. Since the price point got announced, I said it was too expensive. It's not. I I don't think it's too expensive for what you get. I mean, effectively, in the box, you get two controllers. You get a charging cable. You get basically everything you need, unless you want to be super picky and buy a Pro Controller, which yes is overpriced yeah. but it's nintendo stuff and it always will be the con, like the, the console itself is not overpriced for what you're getting you're getting xbox 360 ps3 quality visuals and games running portably for under 300 quid mm-hmm. and even, Easily a, worth... even
2: a bit more powerful than that um, it is. It is. Because it's a bit more um, powerful than the Wii U. Like it, most things will be running at 1080 on the TV, which is more yeah. than what the PS3 and the 360 mostly did. They were mostly running at 720 and below.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you know, just as that was kind of my like comparison point. Yeah.
2: No. I, um, it's definitely gonna be closer graphically to those than to the uh, Xbox One,
1: and the PS. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, it's not it isn't Xbox One and it isn't PS4 but I don't think it was ever intended to be no. or designed to be it was designed to give you this sleek tidy nice little package that just has ease of use
2: yeah I think Nintendo realised there was no good point in uh, trying to battle the other two console makers with just raw power anymore like they're not no if they had released a console just now that was as powerful as, you know, PS4 Pro or the Scorpio or something like that, it's kind of too late in the generation for it. You know, those yeah, themselves I... are already just kind of niche products. You know, you can't do that. And...
1: You're kind of getting to that point where between the Xbox One and the PS4, you have the console gaming market kind of tied up. Like your main, big, powerful AAA game console somewhat. thing t- somewhat tied up
2: I feel like the main thing for it is uh, Nintendo realised with the Wii U that people would not buy a Nintendo console just for Nintendo games but they also realised that they wouldn't buy a Nintendo console for third party games that were also just on the Xbox One PS4 yeah yeah. So what they've done instead is they went, okay, well, merge it with the portable stuff and we'll get all the portable shit on there as well. And right now that's still not kind of there, but it does also mean that you're getting all these console games that are now portable, which is a different kind of value offering that the other systems don't have.
1: Yeah, like, You is... can't
2: play your PS4 version of P.O.P.O. Tetris portably.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's... That's, that's what it is. It's, it's the added value. And I... I slagged and I hated and i said i couldn't see the value i've now had mine for two weeks the value is there yeah like I'm, I'm just mis- enjoying this <laughs>
0: paul's paul's eating so much pie he's gonna fucking explode <laughs>
1: here yeah i know i always do don't i and there's not even a <laughs> pokemon game on it there, there's not yet but there's one coming so it's fine i mean, more importantly i mean given we should be talking about
2: games and those gaming systems, <laughs> to completely fucking make you eat as much fucking pie as possible. Paul, what game have you been playing on your Switch? <laughs>
3: tell,
2: um, me, so got... tell me about the main I've, I've got... game that you've been playing on the Switch.
1: <laughs> if this was last week and i had one game, I actually got a second one this week. Which... <laughs> but I, I've it's been cheap. playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and... Yeah. <laughs> That's, that... I've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and just, Wow.
2: Someone woman who hates Zelda. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, who's never really put much or any time into Zelda. I have no interest in Zelda, blah, 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 blah. Breath of the Wild's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's visually nice. Gameplay mechanics are great. It's
0: I think we should actually game. just get people to write in with all the shit that Paul ever said about <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I did complain slightly last week about the one thing I don't like about Zelda is the having to basically create your health potions from food. I oh, find man. it slightly annoying. Also find the fact that you need to create certain types of food to go into hotter, or colder areas to keep your temperature level really feckin' annoying. Yeah, I don't think like that. That becomes less of hell. an issue very quickly. though. Um, not for me yet, it hasn't. Um, I wish there was the option to just go, you know buy potions and have right. that shit dealt with there's um there's armor in
2: basically every place that would give you something uh give you some kind of you know status yeah effect. So like hot yeah. areas there's a town in there that will give you armor that'll keep you cool that i mean i've sense.
1: already got the armor for swimming up waterfalls so oh, i love that armor so good yeah, it's great armor. <laughs> it just looks so cool it does. I'm actually wearing it completely without having to be anywhere near that town. I'm just roaming around with that armor on. Yeah, that's fair. It's... The thing is, the stats
2: in uh, Breath of the Wild don't really matter a massive amount uh, for that armor stuff. So, And also, no. before you start upgrading armor, they all have very similar levels anyway, so you can just be like, eh, this'll do.
1: Yeah, pretty much. The... But I love the... a I see a lot of complaints online about the weapon deterioration. I really like the weapon deterioration. Uh, it grew on me. I was sceptical
2: about it at the start cause I don't like weapon degradation uh, in games in general. I like
1: it. I kind of... I, I didn't like it for the first half hour and then I got used to it and I actually yeah. kind of like it now. Because it means you're not just using the same weapon repeatedly. Yeah. You're actually combing around and searching and scanning and finding stuff in chests and ripping arms off skeletons to batter other skeletons with (laughs) which is just insane amounts of fun it really is yeah definitely um i definitely went too far in the one direction i got to one of what i'm assuming is four boss dungeons yes there are four I completed the dungeon, just can't beat the boss within the dungeon. <laughs> um, so I've had to come back out, and I'm going to go and you know level up. And the bosses I... are,
2: in my opinion, the weakest part of that game. There's one that I really liked to felt like an old school kind of Zelda boss, where you've got a kind of somewhat of a like puzzle basically to beat him. But the rest. Of them having are just never kind of... played
1: a Zelda... having never played a Zelda game to any point of completion, I. I don't have that kind of thing. yeah. So I can't say that I don't like this because it's not like other Zelda games. I maybe actually probably like this because it isn't like other Zelda (laughs) games. That's That's probably maybe why I like it. Yeah. It's one of the best open world games I've had the... the honour of playing. (laughs) I do Um, think it's a very, very good...
2: That's a good title like genre for as well is definitely an open world game
1: it It just fixes so many problems we've had in recent years with open world games it really does it it fixes a multitude of problems it fixes the whole grinding thing you don't feel like you're grinding going in exploring isn't a task it's a joy yeah exploring is the main
2: point of the game rather than having you know, like the Assassin's Creed system that every open world game has adopted, you know, like, even though we all talked about how much we like Mad Max, Mad Max had the yeah. same system, the Batman yeah. games all had the same system, that thing of where you go to a tower, you unlock a tower, and it tells you where everything on the map is and then you go to those things on the map one at a time and do them, and that's kind of the game the open world is kind of just there as a a thing to show you where towers are, and then after that you are just getting through the world to get to those things yeah,
1: other I mean, that, uh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, I mean, at the moment, I am doing nothing other than floating around the world on my paraglider and my horse, and getting to as many of those towers as I can to yeah. unlock work to unlock areas to then try and spot shrines to go into the shrines. Yeah, but the only All thing the towers,
2: can... the only thing the towers do in Zelda, are unlock that map like, that section of the map in your map. But it's just a kind of topographical view of it. It doesn't show you where the shrines are, where the quests are, that kind of stuff. No, no. It just says, here's the map. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go explore this now and find the stuff that's going to be on here. And you can mark things on it yourself. Yes, you can you can can. Oh, there's a shrine here. There's a whatever here that I can see from the top of this tower. And it's weird. It kind of feels like a better implementation of in fact what Mad Max tried to do because Mad Max's yes. version of towers was hey go up in this hot air balloon take out your binoculars and then turn around a bunch and it will automatically kind of just pick up everything and put it on your map uh, this feels more like what they were trying to make you feel with that but they actually managed to do it where you go up in these towers and you actually have to look for things like it's not just you go up in tower and now you know where all the shrines are it's you go up in tower and maybe you'll see one or two shrines maybe you may not even see them
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's just I'm having too much fun roaming around and doing this and that, and I proceeded to go and try and do that boss dungeon and realized, hey, I can't because I only have you know one extra, one extra heart and <laughs> one extra bar of stamina. That's a bit silly. Dump all your early points into stamina. <laughs> Fucking stamina. Um, so, I thought. Hey! Oh, and then I was like, oh no, I need to go and do all this stuff to find all these shrines. I'm actually enjoying the shrine stuff more than I'm enjoying the story, so... The shrines are the best bit of that game. Like, That game
2: is basically a big open world game with massive, like, amazing mechanics that let you explore that world more thoroughly and more interestingly than any other open world game. But also, it's a bunch of portal puzzle rooms hidden throughout that open world. Like, Yeah. Each shrine is basically just like they took a test chamber from Portal and dumped it randomly in an open world.
1: Yeah, and you've got all these different powers that you unlock within the first half hour that you need to learn how to use. Um, And they never... It's interesting
2: and impressive that they managed to do it, but those are the only powers you get throughout that game. Yeah. Or mostly. You get a couple of other things that are for helping you traverse the open world in different ways. But... There's nothing else you actually get that helps in the the puzzles. So those four abilities you get at the start are the only things you ever use in those little puzzle rooms. And they manage to make every one of them feel unique. Like they do yeah, something different you... every time. And it's impressive the amount of puzzles they come up with around four mechanics.
1: Yeah, I mean the one I just did was a bunch of balls rolling down a hill... And you need to somehow negotiate the key ball into the slot to open the gate to the shrine that gives you the uh, gems or whatever it's called. Soul gem. Yeah, soul soul gem. Soul orb or something like that. Soul, yeah, something like that. But, you know. And I spent the longest time figuring that out. Scratched my head. Couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. (laughs) Eventually just used... um, explosives and like blew it into the the key accidentally <laughs> didn't uh, even figure it didn't even figure it out the way it was supposed to be done just use the bomb and blew it over there a lot of them have multiple ways to do it um i think
2: that one either i think what you're meant to do is that either the key one is metal i think and so you want to use magnesis or,
1: oh I, yeah, I didn't even think about that I was or, too busy
2: stuff. I can't remember which one because there is a few that use similar things but there's different ways to deal with them uh, there's another one that you use your time stop on like one of the balls that redirects all the other ones
1: yeah that wasn't that one I've done that one also Yeah. there's also but, a couple yeah. that use
2: uh, motion controls and they're kind of terrible but they're few and far between at least which is good they don't yeah. overuse that stuff and also, there's a good way to cheat in some of them because, like, one of them—I may have said this in the podcast before—but one of them is uh, just like a maze game. Just like a, you know, you've got a little metal ball, you're rotating. It's using motion control, so you tilt the the maze to try and uh, get the ball through it and to the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
2: when the ball falls out of the maze, it respawns above it and falls down back into it again. So what yeah. you can do is you can take your Joy-Con, unclip it from the jo- uh, from the Switch. And then flip it upside down. And it flips the maze upside down. And the underside of it is just flat. And it just drops the ball on it. And you just roll it straight to the end. Because it's just flat. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Here's my um, pro tip. Don't, just, don't bother with fucking motion controls.
1: Yeah. It's just such a good game. It's great. It looks great as well. Yeah. It does. Such a good game. Um, I just I can't sing its praise enough. But talking about the switch and then bringing it back <laughs> to Mike because you've both been playing the same game but on different consoles brand new game how is pull you your you, you, Tetris on the the switch and on the ps4
0: I have no idea what you're talking about
1: never heard of it but you, put you have, Tetris
0: yep well, never,
1: never, Never played play, play Tetris. It's that thing where you play Tetris and all the letters are in Japanese. No,
2: oh, not, that one. That one. Japanese now. <laughs> well, let me tell you about Puyo Tetris. It's this brand new release, it just came out this week. Definitely, <laughs> definitely a contender for game of the year this year, because yes. it just came out this week. Therefore, yep, I'm,
0: I'm going for that.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's the same game we've been talking about. Playing the Japanese import for for years, but it's in English now, and the English translation is pretty good. I don't like the English voices quite as much as the Japanese voices, but some of them are still really good. You know, the right. lady doesn't sound like she's saying "ISIS bomb" anymore; she's saying oh, "ice bomb." I'm...
0: Well, that's just shattered hours and hours of fun.
2: <laughs> it's not canon anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Tetris <laughs> robot still shouts vitamins a lot, which is good. Um, right. that's still funny even in English he shouts vitamins minerals and it's like great okay why are you shouting this when playing Tetris I mean, whatever. does he I don't shout think.
1: animals and vegetables too?
2: Uh, he does shout vegetables not animals though I think he shouts nutrition as well he's like a nutritional robot or something I don't know what his deal is I would, know I would know if I was paying more attention to the story mode but my god that story is
0: it would be uh, it's completely an athlete. yeah it's
2: even it's slightly more comprehensible now it's in English. That's, right. That's what I will say about the translation of it. <laughs> the translation of it is very good. But the story is not necessarily the strongest part of that game. Um, right. I appreciate that it is there. And I appreciate they translated it and voiced it all. Like, it is all voice acted, which I did not right. expect them to do. <laughs> um, and there is a lot of voice act and a lot of story, as it turns out. Uh, but... Yeah, there's a now I can understand the things I couldn't understand why it's playing it in Japanese. They're on a Tetris spaceship, and then Puyo Puyos appear on the Tetris spaceship and cause it to crash.
0: Do we know why?
2: Uh, because Puyo Puyos. I'm only a chapter two, so I don't I don't know. I know the Devil right. shows up later, so.
1: Oh, so you can actually you actually know the story of the game
2: though. Well, yes, yeah, it's in English now, so I can understand <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Ah.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, whereas I played through, I don't think I played all the story mode. I played most of the story mode on PS4 though. Yeah, I, I I got up yeah. to
0: chapter seven.
2: Uh, I don't know if I even got that far, so I think I got chapter yeah. six. I, I remember getting to the point where I got the, stuck.
0: Yeah, there are seven chapters, so I'm, I think I'm on two or three of chapter seven.
2: Ah, oh, nice. Have you picked up the English version yet?
0: No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> so we spoke about it before in the podcast. Um, and I. Say it again. I was, I, I was very close to picking up the the English version. Um, I think you can pick it up. Is it nineteen ninety nine? So it's not a lot of money. Yeah. I would recommend picking it up to anyone that's thinking about picking it up. Yeah. But for me, I think I'm going to hang on because, you know, we were talking about it before we started recording. I will get a switch. Um, right now, I don't think it's for me. Um, there's nothing that's making me want one. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm willing to wait. Uh, you know, I've got all the other consoles to keep me preoccupied and I've got all the board games and everything like that. So there will come a game for the Nintendo Switch that when it comes out, it's, oh my god, I've got to get one of those, and I think I'll pick up um, Puyo Puyo Tetris then because to buy the English version now would I don't think <laughs> it would actually, I think it would just be a bit silly.
2: Yeah, wouldn't because, yeah. yeah, you'd be able to understand the story. Those menus would be a bit easier to navigate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they would, but
2: Voice Act is not quite as good.
0: Yes. Ice that's the Yeah, that's the biggest thing.
2: Um Yeah, I, I also think it works really well as a Switch game. Uh being able to play it portably is awesome. It's a really good, just solid Tetris and Puyo Puyo game. Never mind like the combination stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and playing it with one Joy-Con works really well. And so, playing local multiplayer just on a Switch, just you know, anywhere on a train or something like that is great. Uh, right. Which I was doing with the demo version of it um, last week before the game came out. Uh, when I went to see Fast and Furious 8, I went with kind of a group of friends, and so we sat and played. Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Switch, uh, just demo version. Each of us with one Joy-Con, uh, on the train, and it was great. It was just works super well. It's that same super competitive, super annoying <laughs> multiplayer, um, that is, you know, super tight, but also you know, incredibly frustrating at times. Uh uh-huh. um, And it just works really well with those little joy-con controllers which i've been happy with cool yeah so i recommend it if you own a switch or are thinking of buying a switch it's definitely a game to get for it yeah right
1: yeah definitely i will not be bothering because i am pants at tetris and <laughs> probably even worse at Puyu Puyo. oh man Puyo, Puyo
2: is easy it's easy definitely you have, know you I met, have you ever met have you ever met have
1: you ever met me how
2: bad i am at video games um, that is accurate. You are bad at video games. It's documented.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's There's a well, documentation
2: well of such. <laughs>
0: uh, whereas okay.
2: Mike can tell you that I'm not very good at Tetris.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, no. and I suck at Puyo
2: Puyo. I'm surprisingly okay at Puyo Puyo. Uh, despite the fact I've not actually played like a massive amount of it. Like all of my experience of Puyo Puyo has kind of been in you know Puyo Puyo Tetris mainly like I played a bit of things like Dr. Botnik's Mean Beam Machine back in the day and stuff like that right which is probably the main thing other than Puyo Puyo that I played it in but yeah never a massive amount of it mostly it was uh Tetris and Puzzle League for me so like uh what was that Pokemon one was it Pokemon Puzzle League yeah yeah that Pokemon,
1: was Pokemon Tetris now that's a game I'd play
2: I mean, it wasn't Tetris, but it was similar to Tetris. It was really good. It was one of the best Nintendo 64 games. You should definitely. If that ever comes out on Virtual Console, you should definitely pick that up. I'm price. looking forward
1: to Virtual Console coming to Switch, really.
2: Yeah, I'm really disappointed they haven't announced it yet. Or that there isn't stuff on it yet. Like, I would happily play. You know, pay a couple of quid to play Pokemon Snap portably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's terrible <laughs> as a. You would, you would you you would, would play Pokemon Snap on anything, I'd, anywhere.
2: I'd pay money to Nintendo because they're going to make me pay money for a game that I already bought twice on their previous systems. I say twice because yeah. I never actually owned it on Nintendo 64. I just rented it a lot. But I bought it on the Wii Virtual Console. Bought it on the Wii U Virtual Console where they gave you a discount but you still had to pay money to get it on there. And then the... I bet the Switch virtual console is the same way where it's like, oh, you own this on the Wii U. Pay us £2 and you can get it here. It's like, you motherfuckers, I already paid you. I
1: gave you your money. (laughs) Well, you didn't pay us on this one.
2: I want to play Pokemon Snap. You've got me. you got me by the balls here, Nintendo. Um, Yeah, I will end up buying all the same virtual console games I always do. But I do hope they have GameCube stuff there. I hope they have all the same portable stuff that they had on the Wii U, because the Wii U had like DS games and Game Boy Advance games and stuff like that on it which would be great on the Switch, because the 3DS didn't, the 3DS had the Game Boy Advance games that came in the the, whatchamacallit, the we're sorry we fucked you guys over at launch bundle oh,
0: (laughs) yes, yeah now, we, yeah, we spoke about the the reason that uh, they don't have any other ones is because those were built. They want um, emulation emulations.
2: Yeah, they don't have a good way to emulate it, so they had yeah. to make it. Which would be a bummer, but I presume the Switch is more than stru- strong enough to be able to emulate them, especially yeah. given the Wii U did. Yeah, because you can just buy those games on the Wii U, and I've avoided it because I don't really have any interest in playing like Metroid Fusion on my TV. Yeah, and I definitely don't have any interest in playing Metro Fusion on the terrible screen on the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, but on the, the Switch.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were very expensive though. They you know, they, they're still looking for like near enough ten pound for these. Yeah, I mean
2: things. that's the virtual console for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's Nintendo for you. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Nintendo systems, Nintendo games don't fall in price. Ever.
1: Yes. Ever. <laughs> I mean Yeah, they don't, unfortunately. The prices that we uh spoke about last week in the news for the price of um Street Fighter 2, HD remaster, remix, whatever they're calling it, was insane. It's brand new. <laughs> think it's worth the money. Is it as new as wonder boy though?
2: oh man that's a good segue it's probably not as new as one well I mean technically <laughs> it is because Wonder Boy was a Master System game and the Master System's older than the Super Nintendo or Arcade and Super Nintendo but Wonder Boy which just came out for oh, wait I need no full names I don't remember it Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap which just came out for the PS4 Xbox One I think there might be a PC version and the Switch which Switch is the one I've been playing on uh last week, two weeks ago, is a really awesome remake of the third Wonder Boy game, I believe. I don't know. I I don't really have any nostalgia for Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is kind of the game series that I know of as the first one was Adventure Island.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: Uh, That's kind of all I know about that series, was they re-released the first one as Adventure Island. The only thing I know about Wonder Boy is that Tenacious D put it in a song. Also that, which is unrelated, but I've had that song stuck in my fucking head since this game came out. Just because every, <laughs> every time, time I think of I it... See it on, every time I see
1: anyone <laughs> talk about Wonder it, I get that song Boy.
3: stuck
2: in my head. <laughs> the secret of your power. Um, yeah, it's, it's not based on that song. Um, but it is really good. So, it's a 2D platformer... I think I might have actually talked about it last time I was on the podcast. I can't remember. But it's 2D platformer, kind of Metroidvania, but not quite where you're revisiting older areas and stuff like that but it doesn't quite expand off in the same ways as those games did Um, but also it predates a lot of those games, like before that genre became super popular it uh, it was doing this stuff apparently which is kind of, it's this weird thing where it seems crazy to me that I've never heard of this game before now because this game is really good and the remake of it is also exceptionally good and i'm glad this is my first time playing it because it seems like the way to play it like the kind of ideal definitive way to play it but just in terms of how solid the game it is in general i'm surprised that i just hadn't heard of it before because i like this genre of game and i like them on uh those older systems i never had a master system to be fair so maybe i just never knew about it but uh the main thing about uh, this remake is that they've redone all of the art and it's beautiful. It is some of the nicest looking 2D art that you'll ever see, just ever. Uh, I can't think of. Uh, like, style wise, I think the closest thing I could think of would be something like the those recent Rayman games, like Origins and Legends. Like, it's that similar kind of art style, but I feel like it's animated way nicer and just looks way nicer in general. But at any given time, you could press R2. Uh, or ZR, I guess it's on the Switch, and it switches the graphics back from the new oh. beautiful art style to Master System graphics, and it's not just like an instant switch like uh, like those Halo remakes and stuff like that were. It's got this kind of weird kind of uh, I forget what it's called, like kind of I was thinking of like the Star Wars kind of fade. Where it like comes in from the side and fades into the next thing
1: but it looks really cool it does that um, it, from the screenshots you've posted um it looks really cool yeah they did a, a really good job upgrading all the artwork it's... but i have to say i have like no interest in buying it it doesn't seem like the type of game i'm gonna like yeah if you like 2d platformers you like it if not I don't. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, I, and this makes me sound like an absolute fucking modernist asshole. I can't deal with 2D games anymore. Just can't Pure do it. fucking piece of shit. What the fuck? I can't <laughs> deal with 2D
2: games anymore. There's no I, reason I, you're I, not buying P.O.P.O. Tetris.
1: Why the hell would I want to play a 2D platformer in 2017 when I can have 3D games?
2: It's true. I mean, I would much rather if it was P.O.P.O. Tetris Sphere. But it's
1: not, unfortunately. Um. So, I, that's that's what puts me off, and it also puts me off a bunch of indie games that are two so, D, which so... probably makes me an ass. But I mean, I don't want to say it, but you know, say <laughs> it, so... <laughs> uh,
2: no, that's that's fair. Like, I I come and go with these things as well. Like, I'm not. I kind of burnt out on the indie two D platformer for a while, just because. Everything that was coming out was one. Was an indie 2D platformer. And they were all going after the... That's Super Meat Boy monies. Yeah, they were all either going after Super Super Meat Boy money, the roguelike money, or the Metroid money. Or in some cases, all of them and sometimes yeah, it were, worked really well like you know, they were going after that isaac money or th- <laughs> yeah like rogue legacy went after all of them and did it like it was great i love that it's game, great game. Uh, slime sand recently that i previewed for the site is just a super meat boy clone basically but it's a fucking good one i really like it
3: yeah but,
2: uh there's stuff about monster boy uh, or water boy even um monster boys there's another Wonderboy inspired game coming out soon called Monster Boy. That's the he's name it. Confused. Um The thing about Wonderboy is that it is this old game and you can switch graphics back at any given time and they have just it's a tile based game like most games were back then, so they've basically just replaced the tiles with brand new artwork and stuff like that. But it is just impressive to switch between them and be like, oh this is the exact same level. Like it's you know, pixel perfect in terms of gameplay, looks the exact same. But then you switch the graphics, it's like, oh no, it doesn't. It's you know, it looks like a modern two D platformer, and it's just an impressive, impressive thing. And there's tons of secrets in it, and the game gets really fucking hard. I've got to the last dungeon because there's it's basically split into uh, I don't know how many dungeons, like four or five dungeons, that are just these two D platforming levels that you go through, and they have boss at the end of them, and then you unlock another form that you switch into so you start as a human <clears throat> in the tutorial from a human you get turned into a weird lizard man and then a mouse and then a couple of other things and all of them have unique abilities so the humans is just kind of all around great because we're humans and humans are always great as is historically proven we're the <laughs> greatest point of evolution and lizard men as is you know also proven by evolution can breathe fire so, yeah, and also can't block attacks because they're lizardmen, and that's well known fact about lizardmen. Yeah, lizardmen can't block attacks. Yeah, and uh, mice can walk on walls, just like in you know real life. And so you like everyone has every form has different abilities. Like you get an ability, you get Birdman that can fly later on stuff like that. And so as you unlock these different forms, they unlock different sections of the world that you can go off to from the hub area and that unlocks different levels you can play and through those levels you get more forms and it just keeps going until you get to the last level When It's just kind of very old school platformer design and it's fantastic. It's one of the best ones. Um, it makes me wish I had played Wonderboy as a series at some point earlier in my life because I feel like I would have liked them a lot but Hey, this one's really
1: good. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. Uh, Yeah, I probably won't pick it up because it's not like anything. Yeah, that's fair. Each to their own. Yeah. Um, Mike, you've been
2: diving into old stuff as well.
0: I have, yeah. So I have been playing the greatest game, one of the greatest games ever made Pokemon Uh, Snap. Yeah. No, no, no. I said one of, not the second, not the (laughs) second most.
2: Oh, so it's the best um, Civilization
0: Four. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the games that, again, if you've been listening to the podcast a lot, uh, I one of the games I've been waiting for to get the Xbox uh, backwards compatibility through was Civilization Revolution. It eventually happened and uh, i couldn't find my disc copy of the game so i paid 20 quid for the digital version um which i thought was okay be- it is a little bit expensive but once you have it digitally that's it on you know you don't have to hunt for the disc and uh yeah i was being lazy and i was joining to play the game so sue me but with um, xbox you
2: <laughs> are you have to hunt for the digital release Cause I'm not. Her- I'm pretty sure I own that digitally, but I don't.
0: Oh, oh, really? I don't, I don't see.
2: It. <laughs> I need to find it. Because I'm pretty sure I did. Because I played it on the Xbox 360 with Paul that one time and got destroyed. Yes, um, I'm pretty sure that
1: we got destroyed by the AI.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because we were fucking terrible at it. It was my first time ever playing it. And I was like, I don't know how to play Civilization. This will be easy. And then we both got stuck in a corner for the entire <laughs> game. Um. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I I bought that digitally. I don't know.
0: I'll check. Right. Um, Yeah, it should be easy enough for you to find it. Um, You just go to My Apps and Games and look for Ready to Install. And if it's available to be installed, it'll be there. So, should be easy enough. But anyway, um, Civilization Revolution for... I don't know, at this point, if you don't know what it is, uh, it was the version of civilization that came up for the consoles it is a i want to say dumbed down version but that's that sounds like i'm being horrible streamlined, to... streamlined.
2: way of saying dumbed down
0: yes yeah it is it is <laughs> very much streamlined it does take a lot of the, the micromanagement out yeah. um so you know the, the first time i ever played civilization was civ 2 and with you, moving your settlers settlers not only built cities but they they took care of your roads. You had to move your settlers to build roads, but they also did the irrigation mm-hmm. and there was so much micromanagement and it did get streamlined over the, yeah. the other games, but they did one hell of a job of doing that in Civ Rev. Yeah, And it is, it's just a very pleasant way to lose hours and hours of your life is <laughs> the best way to describe it. Um, I, I, I actually, I think I enjoy Civilization Revolution more than a Civilization four and five, and I think it's just because it is so immediate to get into. Yeah, I
3: can understand
2: um, that. I'm not agree. Yeah, definitely.
0: But... Yeah, um, you know, it's it's Civilization. It, you know, yeah. I I'm happy to play any of the Civilization <laughs> games, but this one is just a. I, I want to get close to saying you switch your brain off and just play, but it is close to that. Yeah. It's the, it's the easiest of the civilization games to play. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it is when you feel like playing civilization, but you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you don't want to film me, <laughs> um, but I'm having a hell of a lot of fun with it. Again, I am losing a shit ton of time. So this weekend, uh, we were meant to go and visit some friends. And we were waiting on the postman coming and dropping off some stuff. And eventually, in true postman style, he came at 7 o'clock at night. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yep. uh, But I whiled away between, I think it was 12 and 5. I played one game of Civilization and I stretched it out because I was going for the technology victory you know so by that yeah. time i have only got one i think i had two enemy cities left and they were their capital cities so if i took both of those that was it i was going to win domination yeah uh, so i just let them you know if they let them declare war and just fight the urge to fucking beat them up <laughs> um and just stretch the game out and it was 5 hours of an afternoon it was great I don't think I've
1: ever seen you win anything but a domination victory on that game.
0: It is the easiest
1: and way to win any civilization
0: <laughs> game. Yeah, but Paul, Paul will tell you my my biggest problem is I will start and I will have a little army defending my borders and I'll have these cities and I'm just plowing everything into building wonders or um, building banks and markets to get my money up. Yep. And then somebody will come and annoy me. Yeah, And it's they'll take a city that I was busy and then it's just a big ball of Ah Tanks! Argh, and I'll send all my tanks in. Um, that's, that's also how it
2: goes. It's either that or it's someone attacks you. You have just enough army to wipe out stuff in defense. And then you realize, I guess he doesn't have an army now.
3: Well, I yeah. Could,
2: I, could, I could just... I could make this technology way faster if I had all his cities. So... Yes. I should do that. Like...
0: Yeah, that's generally what happens with me and it's like so i started out and i was i was trying to be nice and and then it just goes to hell in the handbasket um and i'll i what i'll do is i'll end up taking um so you can pick different re- religions and uh not religion sorry uh forms of uh, government so I'll, I will always end up with a democracy because it gives you and it speeds up your gold and your science production. And that goes a big great. But they don't let you if you get pissed off and you try and wage war,
3: uh-huh.
0: uh, your people will vote against it. Um, or if you're fighting with somebody and they offer you peace, you have to take it because even if you say no, you get outvoted. So I get pissed yeah. off with that. I go into anarchy for two turns. Everything goes to pot, and then I start attacking again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh,
0: but yeah, it is. It's still one of my favorite games. Um, and yeah, just I've lost so much fucking time to this. Uh, way I way too much. <laughs> yeah, I I should have been playing other things. You know, with a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. There is uh, Yakuza. There is all the games from last year. There's Final Fantasy and everything sitting there. But no, I am I am whiling hours and hours away playing this.
1: Still got so much Horizon at play and need to get Persona 5. Um, yeah, oh, i still
2: barely played Horizon. I played yeah. like an hour of Horizon like, last week and I went into one of the first cauldrons you can go to, which I was clearly under-leveled for and it was a giant robot dinosaur thing that breathed fire at the end, and it was one-shotting me, and through sheer determination (laughs) and spamming of the fucking rope launcher that ties them to the ground, I managed to kill it, because I just kept tying it to the ground, hitting it, and then running the fuck
1: away. i posted a video on our youtube channel how to beat that thing properly with shock arrows and knocking its armor off
2: oh i've not even found shock arrows yet. that's not even a
1: thing in my game yet I'm still oh like, jesus okay, I, I literally man. just finished the tutorial and i was like well now i've go here i've unlocked every single type of arrow in that game man you really do need the percussion arrows and the shock arrows to take those things down yeah, man. you just have your rope
2: launcher you tie it to the ground it falls over you go stab it and then you run away and then you repeat forever <laughs> <laughs> and like two hours later it's dead
1: yeah I was going to say that must have taken you a while cause it, it wasn't was was actually that long
2: one of the first skills I upgraded was the critical
1: hits with the spear so All I was right. at least doing more damage now I i don't even get in close with the spear I use entirely arrows to take those things down until I knock area. off one of their disc launchers and then I go get that and kill it with his own weapon oh that sounds cool I should sure have done that <laughs> I
2: really didn't play more Horizon but Severev's good
1: yes
0: yes yeah Um, so fantastic go and play it actually Kieran yeah definitely you should check whether you have it and then we can try the horrible bastard mode that is the multiplayer the multiplayer on it
2: waste a weekend yes (laughs) (laughs) I'd be up for that
0: cool um so uh what else have we got to talk about we have um paul you tried something called um what you well you were milking cows let's be honest
1: i was milking cows and eating sandwiches
0: yeah so you have bought the i want to call it shovelware but it's not it's the obligatory hey tech look hey, What take yes tech demo yeah yeah, I hey, look,
1: here's everything our own shiny new thing does. Yeah. Bad we Sports. Yeah. Because yeah. so. we Sports was good. Yeah. Good and here, here's my honest opinion of 1-2-Switch. If you're looking for a game that is a game that you're going to sit down and play for hours and hours so. and hours, don't buy it. If you're looking for something that's going to be fun to pull out at Christmas or birthdays or family gatherings or with friends when you're half cut <laughs> or with kids to keep them entertained, this game is easily worth 30 quid if you can buy it for 30 quid or under. 1-2 Switch is so much fun. I was playing it with... the So as a job, I look after disability kids and i was playing it with them or the little guy i was looking after at the time and i took my switch over and i played this with him hilarious fun entire afternoon gone didn't even realize what time it was and we weren't even i mean the milking the cow one sure <laughs> a little bit weird but it's it's still kind of fun um but they've got so much more in there that they don't publicise. That it's way more fun than the crap that they have publicised that's in this game. Uh-huh. So they've got one... And especially aiming this at like the kids uh, and adults who like Harry Potter and are half-steaming. They've got a wizard battling game. Where you duel as a wizard. Like, stand across from each other and effectively cast spells at each other and block them and counter attack and stuff like that
0: you're a wizard party pretty much uh,
1: um they'd have the samurai one is hilarious fun but they have actually shown that sword fighting one's quite fun uh the sandwich eating contest is hilarious
0: until somebody somebody bites your controller
1: true but it could happen it stops working (laughs) <laughs> if you get too close to your face. That's smart. Um, yeah. it does it stops working, See so you way. actually you need to hold it a certain distance from your face or it won't work. I wonder if the Joy-Cons
2: have the same coating on them that the cartridges have.
1: <laughs> hang on, hang on, I'll,
2: I'll hang on. I'm gonna lick a Joy-Con. So, everyone everyone lick your Joy-Cons.
1: <laughs> no, nope, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Tastes fine.
0: <laughs> I thought that nonsense stopped when people were licking PSPs. <laughs> no
1: but no, I 1-2-Switch is fun. Yes, it's shovelware. Yes, it should have been boxed with the console. Yeah. Sure.
2: I appreciate the amount of... It's like a weirdly high-budget thing. Like, all those videos and stuff like that they made for it seem really well-made.
1: They're super well-made. They're
2: well-produced
1: I... <clears throat> little shorts. I don't understand why they are so well-made, though, is the thing. And yeah, they could have done they could have literally done the videos with little like animations, but no. They literally had people play every one of these games and filmed it in dress costume. Yeah. It's smart. But, yeah, the yeah. game is so it's not worth what they're currently asking for on the eShop. I picked it up for twenty five pounds. Right. If you can pick it up for thirty or under this game is going to be your, your Wii Sports, your your thing that you pull out at a party. That's not going to be pull out at
0: a party. Yeah, yeah for, I was going to say, pull out for something the, else, you get arrested. For the kids.
2: <laughs> pull out my joy No,
0: do not pull out your Joy-Con <laughs> for kids. I always pull
2: out my Joy-Con for kids. You'll feel the um, HD Rumble kids.
0: <laughs> as
1: much as a tech devil, it's really fun. <laughs> if you're playing this game in the right instance, in the right context, with the right people, have it's played... actually fun and Sorry. easily worth
2: the money. Have you played the minigame that has the use of the HD Rumble in it? The uh, ball oh. one? Yeah, the ball one. Yes, and it's actually very, very, very good.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So that's the one that's most interesting to me because like, there's mo- a bunch of games have came out and been like, We use the HD Rumble and the Joy Con. Like, maybe Tetris says it does, but
1: none of them actually feel impressive. So, the ball one, what really impressed me with the HD Rumble and the ball one, and it was an impressive point of it to me, was these balls, they roll around, and if you tip it too quickly, all the balls will roll and you can't count how many's there. But if you tip it just so slightly, then one ball will roll and hit the edge of the box. And then you can actually feel as all those other balls are softly hitting that ball and lining up and count them as you're going. And it works really well. So whether it is like a new form of technology they've invented with HD rumble or whatever, or it's just standard rumble, they're utilising it really well and it works really well with that game.
2: Yeah, because that's definitely what I've heard about a bunch, but again, like no other games have really used that tech much. Like Fast Racing RMX has some of that in it, so uh, each controller kind of feels like the side of your ship. Because it's like Fast RMX is the one that's basically F0, and um, the AC Rumble basically kind of comes into play when you hit against a wall at the side or something like that, or bump into another vehicle and stuff like that. You can feel it relatively well but it doesn't feel anything super impressive so i don't know i, I was wondering if their kind of hd rumble stuff actually pays off in that game
1: it does it definitely does and it's used for more than the ball count thing i can't off the top of my head remember what it's used for um... rumble feels like a real sandwich <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Vibrates like a real sandwich does.
1: They, they use it in the samurai one to... If you're catching the, the attacking sword, then it actually feels like you're catching something between your hands. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, The wizard one's pretty cool because it uses the rumble to alert you to the fact that your wand's charged. I've not done any of the super hard ones so they're different difficulty levels uh tried a couple of those with who i was playing it with and obviously he didn't quite get them because they aren't really super kid friendly
0: yeah
1: um it, not that they're not kid friendly they're a little bit more complex yeah right that's fair i have tried a couple of those solo like the air guitar one which is pretty fun <coughs> Take that's pretty cool there's there's an air guitar one and when the guy on the when the guy on this the switch shouts hey you have to stick your hand in there like you're making the crowd fist bump and loads of different stuff uh there's striking a pose for a dance-off one and the person's got to copy it and you better have that joy-con in the same place they did or you're not scoring points
2: yeah none of the mini games sound bad it's just the thing is they tried to it's, release this at once for like forty five quid and it's like what what are you smoking it's still,
1: Nintendo? It's still forty five quid and it's not worth that money. But if you guys have said if you can pick it up for under thirty quid, it's a fun party game, it'll have your family laughing and if you get a couple of, you know, fun nights out of it, bust out a party, whatever, then it's worth it.
2: Yeah. That's
1: fair. But enough about one two switch. How about that Persona 5s? Alright guys. Persona is pretty good.
0: I'm just going to mute now and you can talk for hours and hours.
2: Let me tell you about the end of Persona 5. <laughs> I've not reached it because I've not actually played that much of Persona 5 yet. I'm still in the <laughs> second dungeon. I don't think I've played much of it at all since the last podcast. Uh, I've been sick and not able to focus on things like stories. So... Uh, I'm really enjoying Persona Five, but yeah, I've not played a lot more of it since last podcast. I mean, they put it on this list because I hoped I would play more, and then I didn't.
0: Right. <laughs> I recommend
2: that game though. It's one of that the best. That sounds good. Best I'll Get that game. Um, Paul,
1: you've been playing Tomb Run. Tomb Runner, and I'm literally just flinging this in as a quick mention because I have spent. Been... Way more time playing it than I should have. um This is a Facebook Messenger game. <laughs> uh, I know uh, that was a thing. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know no,
0: mentioned it.
1: Facebook Messenger released a bunch of games that you can play against people you're in messages with. So I'm playing to run
0: Why? Uh,
1: because they did. They've been doing it for the last six-ish months now.
0: Why is this a thing?
1: Because they want to be everything. Because they're losing uh, so all of their
2: customers to Snapchat and WhatsApp, and they want to try and
1: make people come back. This is right. literally just what was that game on iOS? The endless runner where you were running through. Was it uh, Tomb Runner?
2: Every game on iOS was that. Yeah. No, where well.
1: you were like slapping left and right and to duck under and over. Uh, oh, uh, Tomb Runner. Yeah. Running
3: was through.
2: it? Was it
1: actually called Tomb <laughs> Runner? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Was it... Uh,
2: Temple Run. Temple Run,
1: that's what it was. Temple yeah. Run, yeah.
0: This
2: a is a. Tem- I like that one.
1: This is a Temple Run clone um, that I've been playing way too much of because me and the fiance keep outdoing each other in our scores, and that yeah, it's it's a thing. I just wanted to mention that I've spent probably a good five hours playing that this week.
2: Great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's it good. Was, I like Endless Runners.
1: It's yeah. I don't actually technically like Endless Runners, but because you it has leaderboards with all your friends that you've played against. It has that go back and beat score, thing.
2: Yeah, it's for your,
1: me. It's your More Storm Mercy. Yeah, pretty much that kind of feeling. So, still the only reason I'm playing it, which I, I feel, can't have it as well beaten.
2: I've been told to people outside this podcast. I feel like we're the only three people in the world that played More Storm Mercy, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> More Storm rc was the best racing game That's on the, the best p- memories the- ever of that game <laughs> yeah <laughs> re-release right now
2: i would fucking buy that in a heartbeat if it came out for ps4
1: oh yeah definitely <laughs> i'm or, hoping hot wheels is yeah. just as good <laughs> but no um quick mention of that and kieran you have been playing dragon ball first 2
2: yeah, which is it's been out for a wee bit now. Um, it has been out for a while. I never, I don't think I didn't really talk that much about it when it first came out. Mainly because I talked a lot about the first one, and they're very similar games. Uh, the main reason that I brought it back up here is just that, like I said, I've been kind of sick and I've not been playing anything that is deeper with a story. So Dragon Ball Z: Universe Two is pretty good for that. Cause you just fly around and punch people. But the new DLC just came out for it as well, where. You could play as characters from Dragon Ball Super, which is the new version of Dragon Ball that is currently ongoing, and they all play very differently, and it's pretty awesome. So I do recommend that for Dragon Ball fans. Uh, You can play as some of the worst-named characters ever, which is Goku Black, who is the evil Goku. Oh, lovely. He goes Super Saiyan Rosie. So, his full name in the Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 character selection screen is Goku Black Super Saiyan Rosie, which is a really long name. It is. (laughs) Um, There's also Zamasu, who is an evil god. He plays pretty well as well. Uh, Goku Black is actually one of the cooler playing characters in that game because he has a kind of energy sword. And the only other character in that game that has a sword at the moment is Trunks. And he doesn't use it a massive amount, whereas Goku Black has a bunch of just his regular attacks. Use the sword and it makes him play very differently. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I that game is it improved on the first universe in a lot of key ways. Like the combat is a lot better. The story was a lot, well, the story was kind of about the same, I guess. But the difficulty spikes in the story mode were a lot less. That kind of thing. There's a lot more variation of things to do. Although you are still mostly just punching guys. Punch that guy! Yeah, Yeah, punch guys! Shoot energy beams at him. It's Dragon Ball, what do you expect? (laughs) Um, But it is one of the better Dragon Ball games. I really, really enjoy that, and it's the kind of game that I just keep picking up and playing every now and again. Just when I don't have anything else to play, or when I don't want to play anything complicated, I just pick up and punch dudes for a while. And it looks really good and runs really well on the PS Four. There is a Switch version of that game coming out as well. Like they announced it with the Switch, which is weird. But hey, that'd be a decent portable game as well, I guess. That'll probably be something I'm skipping, but. That's completely fair. <laughs> I don't think I'll double dip on it. I bought the Season Pass on PS4, I don't think. I'm
1: okay, no, that's it. We're moving on. You used the term double dip for video games. That's just disgusting. No, you
0: said double up, not double dip. No, I
1: said double dip.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, right, okay. Oh, double dip. Oh,
1: no. We're moving on to board games before we can keep talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and there's only one person having played any board games this week.
0: Yeah, I know. You have to. You two are going to have to have a word to yourself. I was trying uh, to translate
1: uh... one. <laughs> yeah. <of course>. It's
2: <laughs> hard yes. to, go to Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want? Do you want to tell
0: us quickly about what you did?
2: All oh, right. Okay. Uh, I pre-ordered. Oh, I didn't pre-order. I ordered. Uh. Uh. Card game from Japan that is, I don't, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce the name. I don't even know what the full name is, but it's a it's a card game based on Kirby. So Nintendo made it. It's really pretty looking, has a really nice box, and I was like, I'll yep. order this. Then after I ordered it, I was like, okay, I'll go on Board Game Geek and I'll look at the translated rules because pretty much every foreign game has translated rules on Board Game Geek at this point. Yes. Went yeah. on. There's not even a listing for it on Board Game Geek. this this game's not even on there I was like oh great okay I'll google it there'll be some fan site or something like that found a fan site there's like one thing about this game anywhere that is not just a shop listing and it's just a list, a fan site it's like a forum where someone's going oh yeah I'm uploading, scanning and I'm going to translate the rules for this and it's just like a year ago and there's no update on it, (laughs) it's like well (laughs) I guess there's no translation for this, so I'm gonna try and just use Google Translate with the the camera app because I've heard that's got pretty decent for Japanese just now. Um, it's probably going to come out as somewhat gibberish, but hopefully it'll be close enough to something readable that I can, you know, kind of figure it out and get a game of it. If not, I have yes. a really pretty card game, but it's all in Japanese, so.
3: <laughs>
2: I think the worrying thing is a lot of the cards seem to have. Like abilities on them or something like that, so it means there's going to be a lot of shit to translate if it does work. It's
3: so yeah.
2: not as easy as playing Puyo Puyo Tetris in Japanese. It's thing. not as easy as playing Puyo, Puyo Puyo Tetris. You just have to go... You even need the translation for that stuff because the UI is so well made in that that you yeah. can figure out just from looking at it, oh, this is single player, this is multiplayer, this is online. Um. How about
1: yeah. Puyo Puyo Tetris board game?
2: Uh, there was a Tetris board game. I don't know if it was a PPO board game.
0: There was a Tetris, but but it was really bad. If oh I yeah, remember. of course it was. It yeah,
2: was terrible. There was Pac-Man one as well, which is also really fucking terrible. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> um, they had like a spinner thing that you span and told you how many squares you can move or something. It, it's oh god! Really the Tetris one. There's been multiple Tetris board games, I think
0: yeah i think yeah there was a there was a tetris version of uh the one with the blocks jenga
2: yes i remember that that seems that seems to be all right
0: yeah um I, yeah i think that one was all right yeah. um yeah uh cool so i i take it we're talking about board games now yeah yes so uh, I played a couple. So we had uh, a board game day with um friend of the show, uh, Tam, and uh, his partner. And so those are the people that I play Time Stories with. Uh, obviously, Anne and as well. So we played the latest installment of Time Stories, which is called Endurance Expedition or Expedition... Expedition Endurance one of those combinations but uh, and it's the latest one and yes it was good uh, but obviously I'm very conscious of not spoiling anything um, but what I will say is that we finished it on the first goal
2: He's getting good at time stories
0: Well here's the thing so we did it in the first goal and it uh, anyone that plays time stories, the thing about it is the whole loop and, you know, and you're going backwards and forwards and things. Um, This one, we, we enjoyed the experience. We thought it was, it was good, but it felt a little rushed. And the reason it felt rushed, there's various things that happen in the story. And there's some really cool things that, that happened. Uh, Really cool elements, but they're they're there in the game, and then nothing really happens with them. Mm -hmm. So it feels like they were put there for something else to happen, and that other thing never you never come to it. Um, There is also one of the other things that made it feel rushed was there was spelling mistakes and there was uh, grammar (sighs) mistakes in the cards. That sucks. Now the the game or this this expansion was delayed for nearly a year um so we've been waiting for this this expansion for a long time and then it comes out and it's got some translation errors because that's what they are the space cowboys are a french company um the guys that make um time stories are french dudes uh, really awesome guys really clever designers and what they've done with the game and things but something's happened somewhere where stuff has slipped through the, um, yeah, it was one of those. It's got some really cool things in it, and we did enjoy the time. But it took us, it took us just, just over or just under two hours. So it was the, the two-hour mark, and we we finished the game. We played uh, the first time we played Time Stories. I think we did the whole thing in five hours. Uh, one of them took us seven hours. Um, you know, so you're looking at a good. Chunk of an, an afternoon, you know, most of yeah. the afternoon to yeah. play one of these, and here we battered through this one in two hours. Oh, god, that's not good. Um, was, yeah, you
1: still enjoyed it,
2: still,
0: it was, yeah, every, everyone enjoyed it. Um, but then it's you know, you do that reflection thing and you think back and you go, well, you know, it did feel like it was missing something, yeah, um, so. I recommend people who are playing time stories definitely get it. It's a, you know, it, it is a good experience. Um, but yeah, there's the something else. And the reason I sound like I'm kind of stumbling and stuttering here is that I've just realized something that there's something that it doesn't do. And I can't tell you what that thing is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, one of the neat things that some that the games have been doing and building up on, and this one doesn't do it, and okay. it it feels like, um, yeah, you you could play this game and not miss anything, out yeah. of the entire series, if it got blipped out of existence, and the next game came out, it wouldn't. It yeah, it wouldn't make it would not make a difference. You could play the previous one, which was the Egyptian one. I think it's called Under the Mask. You could play Under the Mask and the next one that comes out and skip Endurance. Yeah, and it wouldn't make a difference. And I think that's that's as much as I can say about it and leave it at that.
2: Kind of um,
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, if you are as a group playing through it, like I said, though, it probably and you you know you're going to get two hours out of it and you don't you don't mind that then i would suggest going for it so a bit of a mixed a, a mixed bag on it which is a bit of a pity but yeah um we played it a couple of games uh when we were there as well so i took um i took a, a good few games with me but i didn't take anything big because i thought well the big game of the day is going to be time stories and we blasted through it in two hours and went fuck shit now what um so uh we had five minute dungeon with us again um so i spoke about that on the podcast before and uh we'd only played a two-player game uh myself and Anna played two-player and enjoyed it it was very fr- uh, quite frantic and hectic the game is fantastic with four The game that's awesome, that's awesome. yeah works absolutely brilliantly with four i imagine with five you're getting the the other set of cards out brilliant um so I can't wait to get a five-play game and that going as well. Um, fantastic. We got up to... There are six bosses, and I think we defeated four of them. Um, and then the reason we stopped is just to play something else because we were, um, we had a hell of a lot of time. Uh, sorry, a hell of a lot of fun with the game as well. Uh, so that was quite cool. Um, I played a two games, um, two negotiation games. Now, two of these negotiation games I need to give a shout-out to... The guys uh, who beat us for Podcast of the Year many, many moons ago once, uh, the guys who do Daft Souls uh, also do a board game a podcast and website and stuff uh, mm-hmm. called Shut Up and Sit Down. And they did, uh, at the beginning of the year, they had a look at a whole load of negotiation games. I picked up one of the games on their recommendation, and then I picked up another one of them um, by kind of accident um, it was a it was like a sale and I got the yeah. game included so the first game that I picked up was a game called HMS Dolores yes, which Dolores. is a I, yeah Yeah. so it's a four player negotiation game and you are um, a, I want to say 19th century yeah probably right 19th century wreckers so these are the guys who used to walk along the shores and they would light big fires so they look like, um, you know, light beacons, and they would uh, attract ships coming in, and they would wreck themselves on the rocks and things, and then they would go and loot the the bodies and loot the ship for the lo- loot the wreckage. Um, as you do, and yeah, as you do. And uh, the the idea of the game is that uh, two of you come across uh, four pieces of wreckage at the same time. Um, there's two cards dealt on my side of the table and two cards dealt on your side of the table, Kieran. And um, you're, I, basically the game is set collection. There are seven pieces, seven different types of loot. So there's things like whiskey and there's crockery and all sorts of things that would have been carried on ships at the time. Um, and there are ten cards of each. Uh, seven of the cards have a base value of the number one. Uh two of them have a value of two and one of three i think something like that but i i had this all written down and and worked out from the last podcast but uh but anyway so you've got these cards and uh what you're doing is you want to collect sets of them uh and the way the this game scores at the end similar to some games that we've played before is that you're only interested in your pile that scores you the most points and the, point, the pile that scores you the least points. You add those two together hmm. and that's your final score. You disregard everything in between. But uh, if you have two two piles that tie for first or two piles that tie for second, uh, for the lowest, then you add the, you, you take both of those piles. That makes sense, yeah? Yeah, that makes so, sense. And, Yeah, anything that ties for your highest you add together or anything that ties for your lowest you add together. Or if you have, um, you know, four or five different piles and you've got them all equal to the same amount of points, you add them all together and you double. So you end up with, you know, there'll be certain pieces of treasure that you want, you need so that you can go for your, your run, whatever you're trying to do. So the idea is you've got these two pieces of treasure, uh, two in front of you, Kieran, two in front of me, mm-hmm. and then we negotiate. Um, I would say to you, I want the two on my side. And you say, well, okay, I'm, I'm happy with that. I want the two on my side. Um, and then what we do is we play a version of rock, paper, scissors. Uh, and there are three different things that you can hold out. You can hold out your hand uh, as if you're going to shake somebody's hand and if two of you do that then that's peace and you both get what's on your side of the table and you go away um the other thing that you can the other shape you can throw is a closed fist what happens then is if you that that signifies fight if you have the closed fist against somebody's uh, peace offering you beat them up and take everything um or if you have, um, if both of you fight, then nothing happens. You beat each other senseless and the, the, the treasure goes away. Uh, the other thing that you can do is you can have first pick and you do that by putting thumbs up. First pick means that you get the first pick of any of the four pieces of treasure. Um, and depending on whatever one else is held up, a, if you get first pick and they've got the fist, you get the fir- uh, first pick and they get everything else. Um, if you both get first pick, then you don't want that to happen because nobody gets anything and you have to give away one of your stacks of treasure. You have to discard it. Uh So you've got this, uh, and also the most important thing is if you agree to do something with someone and so you agree what what shapes you're going to, you know, play in the rock, paper, scissors, you don't have to stick by it. So of course, this is where the backstabbing comes in. So the game normally plays out, uh, we played the game, and everything was going fine it's like oh i only want this one yeah oh, that's fine i'll let you have that one and i can have the rest and you would come up with all these deals until one point where you needed something and you also needed to stop somebody from doing something else
3: yeah
0: and it only takes one person to do it and that's what happened in our game so it was uh, i was i wasn't particularly wanting everything but i could have done with the two things on my side and uh tam says no no we'll have peace you can have yours and i can have mine and i thought i'm not really bothered but that's fine and so i put my hand out to shake his hand and he shows a fist so he beats me up and takes everything of course that made uh, Anne and and tam's partner that was it they didn't trust anyone the game was completely different and there was no backstabbing until the end of the game the other thing that the other thing that happens is um this power up cards So these are cards that have one-shot abilities and they can stop uh, deals from happening. You can automatically steal pieces of treasure from other players. And uh, I ended up with a lot of these cards. So it was whenever I had to deal with Tam again, it was like, I'll make a deal with you, but if you fuck me over, I swear I'll make your life a living hell. (laughs) So there was that threat. And the game is fantastic. It is a lot of fun. It can be... um, it can be mean spirited. Um, it is. It's a mean little game, but we had a hell of a lot of fun with it. Uh, you know, we just kept, it was was quite light with us, yeah. um, except the once when, you know, uh, Tam had agreed something with uh, his partner to make sure that he got a certain card, and he promised her and everything. Uh, deadly serious conversations, and then he went behind her. He went back on his word and just screwed her over. <laughs> Uh, so yeah it was um, very cool Um, excellent game Um, we definitely need to get a game of that when you guys come down again as well
3: yeah
2: definitely we need to Um, talk about I play board games
0: yes yeah so we'll need to remedy that Uh, the other game that I wanted to talk about uh, was a game called Millions of Dollars so Millions of Dollars is a negotiation game as well it's a game where you are each player gets a gang of people and you're going on a bank heist and uh, so what happens though is uh, in a four player game you have three three members of your gang you have a a driver you have a thug and you have uh, somebody else I can't remember but you've got you've got these three different people um, but there's four four of you. so you all what you all have to do is you you send somebody out to go and do the job, okay? But you can only have you can essentially only have th- uh, one of each type of person on the job. If there is more than one person of the same type on the job. so if there's a uh, two drivers, for example, they get voided. both of you get nothing, okay? Um, so basically what you want to do is uh, you all want to put your your people in. And then what happens if if it's a four-player game, one card gets, a, you know, one of the, the people on the job is face down and the other three get turned over. So now you know that there's a, two drivers on the job mm-hmm. and there's one thug and there's one, the other person. So now you know... Uh, and one of them's face down. So you don't know what's going on. Uh, and so now you can, you can negotiate. So I can say to you, Kieran, I am one of the thugs. If you are the other thug, I will give you a million dollars right now to back out. Um, and you can say, well, it's not me, um, but you know, I'm not the thug, but uh, I'll give you two million to back out my uh I, uh, we'll club together and we'll, we'll buy Paul out for 2 million. Um, and so you're making these kind of deals, but you could be bluffing about what yeah. you have. You may have other intentions and things. Um, and the only thing is once you hand money to somebody, they have to do what was agreed. You can't go back and you word. Uh, and then what happens is you give, you give him the money, all deals are done. Uh, and then you turn over the, the final card and you go through what happens um and things happen in a, a specific order with more players there's more roles that you have in your team so you have there's a character called the snitch and what the snitch does is if there is only one snitch um he has the power to eliminate one other player who's made it through to the, the round where the money gets shared out he okay. can just say right I uh, you know, I'm getting rid of Kieran. Who's the thug? I'm just going to get rid of the thug, and that's you. So you're out. So you don't get any money. Um, that's about as much as I can tell you about the game because the game fell flat. It was ab. It was absolutely horrible. It just yeah, we 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 did not like this one at all. It didn't gel. Um, it felt flat. The negotiation thing with it. <laughs> because it, it says you know right you just negotiate and you can negotiate whatever you want um so and if you've got somebody that's playing tactically they just keep their mouth shut and they say nothing mm-hmm. and they don't do anything and that's what happened on one of the ones that we did uh so we got negotiating with three of us and the one person just sat there and didn't do anything um and because they didn't do anything, it fucked it for everyone else. Everyone else got eliminated, including them. And it was like, well, that can't be right. No, that's the rules. I went through the rules and made sure it just, the game falls flat, it's not, yeah, we, we, we didn't like it at all. Um, and it was it was quite disappointing because uh, there has been a couple of reviews. Uh, the review I mentioned earlier, those guys loved the game. They, they, they said it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the, the the thing with board games is sometimes it's uh, it's different tastes for different people.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Can't yeah, be, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So we didn't enjoy that one at all, and I am probably going to get rid of the game. But That's I'm true. not. Yeah, I'm I'm not too phased. Though I got the game. Like I said, I got it on like a special deal, so I think I paid about six odd pounds for the thing.
2: That's not
0: bad. Yeah, so I will probably try and. You know maybe sell it onto somebody for what I paid for it and and hopefully they they like it. It's made by Matigo, so that's the Matigo's the guys that do um, inish. they do yes, yeah, they do do inish yeah. and they did attack uh, and so they make these beautiful games, with beautiful components. and the cut the artwork on this is absolutely stunning. The cards, there's a uh, really big cards, uh, there's two sizes of cards, there's really big cards and then you're kind of standard playing cards. They are high-quality plastic-coated cards. The artwork on them is absolutely amazing. The only thing that I would say that negative about the game, apart from we didn't enjoy it, um, on component-wise, is the money you get. This it's paper money. Okay. It's really really thin paper money, um, and it's uh, it's quite small bills as well. So imagine taking like a five-pound note and then shrinking it really 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 small.
3: Seems weird. Okay.
0: Yeah. Me, um, I me. Mean, it's probably about the size of two fortune cookie strips, you know, put together. Oh God, that's really small. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Maybe, uh, maybe about that size. Maybe a little bit bigger. But it is. It's small and it's fiddly and it just feels very thin and it feels like it's just going to get, you know, ripped to shreds at one point as well.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you're making a game that's around, you know, money, you have to make the money feel good, some way. Yeah. Um, like I'm not saying games should all come with metal coins, but hey, that's one way of doing it. Or at the very least, like little tokens is good enough. Yeah, yeah. the poker uh, chips. <clears throat> yeah, poker chips would be the best, but that's probably really expensive, and that's why even Splendors ones are not as good as they used to be. Uh huh. Yeah, reprints Splendor have much cheaper poker chips in them.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Um. But yeah. it's it's a thing where you have to make the thing that people are fighting for be good, and if there is a component for it, it better be a good component.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that one just fell flat, and we didn't really enjoy it at all. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So I uh, we did also play. Uh, I'm just conscious of time now, so uh, <laughs> we played a game. We played a game called Last Will, which is a worker placement game. It's a game that's been around for a little while. The object of the game is that you are basically as Brewster's Millions, the game. You have a mutual uncle who's passed away. He's given you all a nominal amount of money and you need to get rid of it. Um, And the game's set in Victorian England. So you are, you know, you're going to restaurants and you're taking your horse with you or your dog uh, because you're doing that because it costs more money to do so. You can go on a boat trip and you can take your personal chef with you. Uh, again, because it costs more money, you buy houses, and the the cool thing about buying property is it doesn't end there. Once you've spent that money, you've still got the property, so you're not skint yet. What you need to do is buy the house and then sell it for a loss. And what you what you can do is when you buy a house, on every town you have the op the option to pay for the upkeep of the house. You know, so you pay money for the gardeners to come in and sort it out and make sure everything's all nice and neat. If you don't do that the house depreciates in value. So it's a case of not paying not paying any money out right now, but the value of the house goes down. So you can do that in the hopes of um, you can play around with the market as well. You can do things to inf- influence the market so that you can sell this house uh, for a hell of a lot less money than you paid for it. Uh, really fun game. Um, beautiful artwork beautiful components um you should definitely check it out and i will talk about it a lot more on when we play it again and it's one that i want to play with you guys as well so that was Mm -hmm. quite cool yeah uh and then finally last game i wanted to mention i'll give it a quick mention because i've only played uh you know done a run through with myself and so i can learn the rules and things it's a bruno Cathala's new game called Yamatai from days of wonder so this is Days of Wonders game for the year. Days of Wonder only bring out one game a year. Uh, 2014, the game was Five Tribes. Then they brought out uh, I don't know what they brought. I can't remember what they brought out after that. Then they brought out last year was Quadropolis. Yeah. And yeah. then, yep. And then this year was Yamata. They occasionally bring out uh, a little small world expansion and a uh, Ticket to Ride stuff as well. Um, But this game looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, The idea of the game is you are playing as master builders, building the ancient Japanese city of Yamatai for Queen Himiko. And uh, the person with alarm, it's a points game. You're playing for points. There are various ways ways to get points and build different things. You can build your own um, just standard buildings for certain amount of points. Then you can build... Uh, temples and uh, other Japanese buildings. Um, there are a, a legendary heroes and figures that you can recruit to give you special powers and things. A bit like the jins from Fire Tribes. Um, game is super easy to teach and uh, really uh, looking forward to playing it um, because this weekend is International Tabletop Day. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we are, quite a load of us are meeting up and we are going to be playing games and that is one of the games that I'm going to be taking.
1: Cool, cool. I would say I was joining you, but I'm working.
0: Ah, uh-huh. yes, yeah, because I know you said you were thinking about coming at one point.
1: Yes, I was, and then I found out I'm working. So, unfortunately, I won't be with you.
0: Ah, no, that's fair enough. Um, and that's it. That's uh, all the games I've been playing anyway. News! Yes, let's do some news. News.
2: I'm um... just gonna start doing intros to all the bits <laughs> like that. <laughs> just shout the name of the section. Um, uh, Nintendo Switch has moved 2.74 million units in its first month. So oh, a that's lot all of consoles in a month. Just, under, just out of three million. Um, it's less than the. PS4 and Xbox One did in their first months, but also they launched at Christmas or you know, holiday season. Yeah. Whereas this is launched in March, which is a weird time to launch a console. So yeah, it's the fastest yeah, selling Nintendo so. system apparently. Cool. Which is, good job Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Zelda Breath of the Wild has an over one hundred percent attach rate.
0: How does that work?
2: It means they it's sold insane. more. They sold more copies of Zelda than they sold Switches.
0: Again, how does that work?
2: A lot of people probably the Switch was out of stock for a while.
0: Ah, uh, right. So I'm a lot of people bought- probably
2: bought the game and then couldn't get a system, or some people probably bought the collector's edition of the game and then bought a regular version for to a play. A copy. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are fucking weird about that kind of thing, um, but I guess Nintendo's the. The company to do it with because they take their limited run shit super seriously. Yeah. Given for the fact that they have also announced that the uh, NES Mini Classic or whatever the full name of that was um, is going to be discontinued. Yes. Yes. Have you guys ever seen one of those in a shop? Nope. No. No, me neither. I don't think they were ever in shops
0: no I don't think so I think if you didn't
2: pre-order one you didn't get one and I cancelled my pre-order and I fucking regret that because <laughs> <laughs> I could have flipped that for a lot of money yep uh, Gravity Rush 2 is getting uh, Nier Automata costume DLC oh okay which is Ooh, awesome cool. if you like Gravity Rush 2 and Nier Oto- uh, uh, Automata which you should because those are both great games Near in particular I actually went back a little bit to Gravity Rush 2 and started the... They released some free DLC for that uh, last month, I think. It's like basically a second campaign. I don't think it's as long as the full campaign, but it's, they added a bunch more story stuff to it, which is pretty cool. They're supporting that game after release. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for May have been announced. We are getting slightly worse than America for once, which is... A bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting Tales from the Borderlands, which, I don't know about you guys, but I already own that.
0: I own that as well, yeah.
2: And we're getting Alien Nation, which I know for a fact Mike
1: owns, I think. Do you own Alien Nation, Paul? I don't know. I own Tales from the Borderlands, though, because I'm pretty... No, actually, hang on. I don't own Tales from the Borderlands. I bought you it for Christmas.
2: (laughs) Yes, you did. So you're going to enjoy this, then. Because you you get a good month of stuff, because Alien Nation and Tales
1: from the Borderlands are both great. Sorry. I'm actually not going to enjoy it, because my PS Plus subscription has been laxed Boo. for the last three months, because Boo. they haven't given me anything to resubscribe for. Alienation's real good. We
2: could play that multiplayer. It's top-down shooter. It's by the guys that made uh, Resogun. And Dead Nah, Nation. you're right. Do you want to play Dead, Dead? Right. No, it's oh. good. I really like it. Yeah, Alienation.
1: probably. Probably. I... I'll I'll get around to resubbing to Spend
2: your money, goddammit. <laughs> uh, America... I just
1: hoard it like a dragon.
2: Well that too. Uh in America they're getting Abzu instead of Alienation, which I would have been more interested in if only because I own Alienation and I don't own Abzu. Yeah.
0: Exact yeah, I was the exact same, yeah.
2: But Alienation's a great game.
0: Yeah, it is yeah um, just unfortunately there's not much in PlayStation Plus for me this month but out of all the months I think this is like the second month you know since PlayStation's been that I've been on the losing end so
2: yeah there's yeah. been a couple of things here and there but not a massive Yeah, um, it's one that you guys would be excited for you remember a while ago Sony announced there was a new Hot Shots Golf coming yes well it's called everybody's golf as you probably expected because they usually are called that here in Europe except yes. for the Vita one I think the Vita one was called Hot Shots for some reason no it wasn't it was called everybody's golf it, wasn't called it, everybody's
0: was, called... it, was... it was yeah
2: I'm pretty sure there was one that they used the Hot Shots for here but almost all of them been everybody's
0: Um, Back I don't early. remember yeah,
2: yeah it was just no, uh... Uh, but yeah everybody's Golf's is coming to PS4 on August 29th and it's going to look real pretty They've released a bunch of screenshots of it. It looks like... It looks like everybody's golf. As you would kind of expect. Yeah. Uh, They're also going to be doing a closed online test towards the end of May. Where they're going to send emails to people. It doesn't sound like there's a way to opt in to the beta. Or this, you know, sorry, closed test. But... If you get picked for it, you will get an email from Sony saying, "Hey, do you want to play some everybody's golf?" Of course you do. Is if fucking everybody's golf, why <laughs> wouldn't you want to play it, you maniac? Uh, the new Call of Duty got announced, which normally I wouldn't bother talking about because none of us give a shit about Call of Duty, but this one is called Call of Duty World War Two, or WW Two technically. So they're going back to World War Two with it.
1: Okay. It's again. It's a Call of Duty. If I wanted to play something like that, I would go to the toilet and play with my own feces. Wow! Nice, Paul. Nice. Wow. Stay calm. That's just that's my <laughs> opinion of Call of Duty. You know, it's... I call shit like I see it.
2: I think it's interesting that they're going back to World War Two. Seems very much like they saw Battlefield go back to World War One, or I see go back to. Isn't it, not like there was a massive amount of World War, War games in the past yeah I uh, saw so Battlefield with World War 1 and were like oh yeah fuck it people will buy these historical base games maybe there is actually some idea some good idea of us going back to World War 2 I don't know it'll be interesting I can play a good
1: World War 2 game it, it will be interesting but you know as I said my opinion of Call of Duty is actually worse than my opinion of than my opinion has ever been of Nintendo so that'll tell you something
2: yeah, that's fair
1: that's fair uh, Starcraft and Brood War are now free you can
2: go download them off Blizzard's website if you want to play one of the greatest real time strategy games ever and it's expansion yep. which is one of the best expansions ever regardless of genre mm-hmm.
1: didn't they also just release Heroes of the Storm 2?
2: yeah I don't know what that actually adds except for more they added a couple more Overwatch characters like Divas in it now uh, but I don't know what else they added to really play Heroes of Storm, I'm I really just... always wanted to but, but yeah it's weird i that in it's weird because they're releasing Starcraft and Brood War for free and then they're doing a remastered version of it later in the summer that will cost money so it's just their way of going look you can play these games now but if you want to play it in HD and you want it to look pretty then give us some money which is pretty cool I think that's all I've got here. I'm pretty sure there was other news, though. So I don't know if there's anything you guys have. Uh,
0: no, I
1: have no news.
0: No, I um, I did speak about um. I don't think we've spoken about it on the podcast. Um, but there was a couple of kickstarters for board games. Uh, that I thought were worthy of a mention. Uh, one of the ones is a game that we are always on about. Or definitely, you're always on about, Kieran, and that is Paperback. Yes. Yeah. So Paperback has got a a Kickstarter for its an expansion for Kickstarter, but also a a prequel. Hmm. And the the its prequel, as in Quill the Pen. Um, it's a play <laughs> on words. ha ha, ha. Ha, ha, uh, ha. And it's called Hardback. Uh, and it was funded. It funded yesterday. Yes, I'm surprised excited yeah. for that one. So it funded. It funded with just under three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Three hundred ninety-seven thousand, I think it was. Uh, sorry, two hundred ninety-seven thousand. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it had a whole load of expansions unlocked, so it's done really well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, there was Gloomhaven. Which was the big uh, one of the big games we were looking forward to this year. Unfortunately, nobody able was able to get a hold of it because it when uh, demand for it was way over what was uh, available. I think there was pre-orders for something like twenty-five thousand copies, and they only had two thousand five hundred available yes. for sale, and that worldwide so there has been a kickstarter it's currently running right now i think it's in the region of it's getting close to three million dollars i think um and it that this is going to be the only way you're going to be able to get your hands on the game uh unfortunately they probably won't do another printing of well they might but you know this is your your one chance for the while Um, stores are able to put in orders for the game but um due to the the game it is going to be a hundred pound odd game uh game shops are going to be they're going to be selling it for in the region of 150 pounds um so if you want to save a little bit of money if you go into the kickstarter right now back it at a hundred dollars they're charging you ten dollars for shipping there are a couple of extras Uh, there's a solo campaign you can add for another ten dollars so for the equivalent of around about 90-odd pounds, you can get the game, or if you want to wait for it to come out to shops, you're going to be looking at about 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game yeah. has just... Uh, currently, it's got four days left to go, and it has $2.9 million raised so far. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy for the uh, the guys. Uh, uh, Cephalofeo Games um, it is a really good game. And... Uh, wish them all the best for the rest of the Kickstarter and that was it for the little bits of news that I had cool I don't think cool I excellent uh, shall we do some new releases
2: yeah I
0: think so cool so uh, looking at new releases um, for a. Uh, the Friday, the 5th of May, because um, we don't need to talk about the, the 28th of May because uh, the games will already have been out by the time you're listening to this. So coming out on the 5th of May, we have uh, for the PlayStation 4 and the Vita, we've got Akiba's Beat yes. coming out.
2: It's the spin off of, uh, of Akiba's Trip. Yes. I don't know what differences but...
0: Less close
2: right. I, I don't
0: know if you... <laughs> Less clothes. a. would
2: need to be an actual hentai game for that to be the case.
0: Ah, uh, right, okay. Uh, there is also the Don't Starve Mega Pack, which is coming out, so I'm guessing this is just a version of Don't Starve with all the additions in one yeah, useful with place. The, with the yeah.
2: multiplayer and the Giants pack and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, Dreamfall Chapters for the Xbox One and PS4. Um, hmm that it's is the movie. yeah it is uh, i want to say it's like a visual novel but i'm not yeah. I'm uh, sure no, it's, about it's, that
2: uh, it's an adventure game yes it's, yeah it's a sequel to uh the previous Dreamfall games they're an old adventure series uh the more famous one is the longest journey all right okay um yeah, but they did an episodic series for a while ago. I'm pretty sure all the episodes have been out for a while now, and this is just kind of a completed version coming to consoles because it's been on out in PC for like a year or two now. Right. Uh it seems really good. It's kind of very modern adventure game, walking around, talking to a lot of people, solving puzzles, that kind of thing. Uh, uh-huh. I've never, I never got around to playing it, but I've, I've heard many good things about it. Oh, cool. I think I it was Kickstarter originally. Like most of these uh-huh. kind of old revivals. Yeah,
0: like, quite possible. Yeah. So um, it's Deep Silver that are bringing it out anyway. Hmm. So, um, but uh, also it looks like I think we're getting a physical disc copy version of uh, the Telltale series, Marvel, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's yep. already out digitally.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, has anyone picked that up?
1: Nope. Mm, no, I... Have been severely disillusioned with Telltale stuff as of late, so I just haven't bothered. Yeah. I yeah. can't stand Telltale stuff at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, talk about too much, just far too much. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh. they have
2: pretty good writing at this point, but I think other games have done the actual gameplay part of it better. Like, I would much rather play a Life is Strange sequel than anything Telltale wants to put out.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think we'll probably be giving that one a little miss for the while. <laughs> uh then uh coming on to PC PS4 and Xbox One is pre. I'm yeah.
2: cautiously optimistic about this one. There's a demo up, I've not actually downloaded it yet though.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not too sure. I'll wait and see. That and seems, the...
2: I know it's first person, but that actually seems like something that'd probably be quite up your alley.
0: Yeah it yeah.
2: it seems very system shocky. Or yep. Bioshocky, if you want to be more recent.
0: Yes, yeah. So Yeah, I'm I was intrigued when they said what they were doing with it. Um but yeah, so I'll I'll see what they say. And uh, you know, wait for a couple of reviews to come out and, Well it's a Bethesda game, yeah.
2: so reviews will come out a couple of days yes. after release. Yes. Yeah, because they're uh, shitty like
3: that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the <laughs> the last thing that we've got is uh, World to the West coming to PS4 from Sodescu. So I don't know exactly what that is.
2: No, I've never heard of that one. Actually, no, wait, I'm lying. I think I don't know what this one is. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> it right, okay. It's, a, it's um, a 3D puzzle kind of... Is it a, a, a puzzle game? Yeah, it's a 3D puzzle game. It's a follow-up to Teslagrad. Oh, right, the, okay. The 2D platformer puzzle game for a while ago. Which was actually a really good game. I never got around to playing it, but people kept telling me that I would like it, because I like those kind of games, but I never got around to it. Um, I don't like those kind of games, and I actually liked it, <laughs> so... But yeah, World to the West is, a. Uh, I think, it's, it's just set in the same world. It's not actually technically a sequel, um, because the gameplay's not the same. It's more of a 3D... Like, you're going out exploring worlds and stuff like that. Almost almost kind of Zelda-ish, but more puzzle-heavy. Right. So, that could be cool. Everyone like Tesla Grad,
0: so... Yeah. Cool. Um, That is it for um the new releases as well.
1: Yes. Yes, yes.
0: So um do we have anything is there anything else we missed or forgot to say, talk about or
1: I, I so. bought a Nintendo <laughs> just let that sink in you bought Nintendo
0: uh, no you came back yeah
1: told you I've been putting the hours in <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah so um yeah uh, is anyone got any plans for a? Uh, International Tabletop Day that's coming up?
2: I'm going to sleep.
0: You're going to sleep? I'm going to I'm gonna work. I'm going to try
2: and play something. Maybe play some more Pandemic Legacy because they will not got through that yet. Or sure. Fugitive. I really want to play Fugitive before I go on holiday to decide whether or not I'm going to take it with me on holiday. Because right. I want to find out if I enjoy it first because if I don't enjoy it there's no point taking it on holiday uh, very true but if I don't enjoy it I'm just or not necessarily don't enjoy it but if I don't feel like it's going to be a good kind of holiday thing to play I'm just going to take paperback with me as always it's a safe option
0: yes but, um,
2: yeah. but I need to get a game of that because I go on holiday relatively soon at this point so
0: cool excellent um well i think the only thing left to do then is uh, just remind anyone if you have any comments complaints a uh, or just you want to get a hold of us you can send us an email so you can send email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com uh you can also send us a tweet paul how would they tweet us at
1: glitchfreegame on twitter
0: ah simple as that as simple as that That's how it works cool uh, and you can also find us on facebook just search for facebook and those wankers on the podcast
2: no glitch free yeah, gaming you'll, you'll find a lot of shit that way
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, search for glitch free gaming on facebook and uh, kieran i believe we have a website as well
2: yeah it's glitch free ming.com free gaming there you go yeah don't
0: for- don't forget the minging it's too
2: close to something <laughs> way worse.
0: Um,
2: <coughs> yeah, Glitchry Gaming. Go get, go read our reviews and things. The website has and been, stuffs and stuffs. Yes. The website has been having content on it recently. Oh man, I can't even English today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the website is having content. Enjoy, please, <laughs> <laughs> please do enjoy.
0: Yes, yes. <coughs> uh. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So cool. That's it. I think. Um, so the only thing, other thing left to do is to thank everyone for listening to our um, waffle, and uh, th- we will see you again same time next week. So until then, be good, and pet more dogs.
1: Ask permission first. You yes, pet, you don't, can pet dogs in Zelda.
2: You you can if you feed the dogs in Zelda, they follow you. I know. You can feed the dogs as well. Though. If you have the meatball of Wolf Link, then you can pet Wolf Link.
3: Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. Goodbye.